Hey, hey, welcome to Beyond the Work. This is your host, Deran Gokul, and this is episode number one. Today, I have an amazing person with me, Rania Shams. She's an executive and life coach with more than 16 years of experience. Uh, she used to be an executive herself. Now she's helping other leaders to define their vision and live a life aligned with their vision. So personally, I think I, she's more than this for me. She's my hero. She's my angel who helped me to find my purpose and kind of like a find the courage to make choices and decisions aligned with my purpose, including this podcast. And I couldn't think of a better person than her for my first episode. So welcome, Rania. Thank you very much, Jaren. I'm so delightful. I'm so grateful. I'm, I'm so humbled to be with you, dear. And you know that you are the sunshine for us, all of us that we know you. We know who you are. And I'm, I'm so happy and honored to be with you in this journey. Honor is always mine. And I think we are all lucky to learn uh, from Rania. And today I have actually chosen one of the topics that I think in the mind of everyone, which is unhappiness. So if you look at the kind of like a recent studies, especially the recent uh, study published by the World Happiness Report, it has a very kind of like a striking finding in the kind of like last three years, the negative feelings like sadness, anxiety, worry, increase more than 35%. And if you look at the kind of like the how people feel, uh, a recent study done in the US found that like only 14% of the total population described themselves as very happy. And this number used to be like uh, 31% just three years ago. Mm. So the findings are almost striking. And I'm also seeing, you know, like people around me, my friends, my family, they're not very happy as well. Everyone is complaining, you know, like something happening in their life and how they're feeling very depressive. And I will just pause here and like uh, ask the question to our expert. Why are we unhappy, Rania? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll ask you back, what is happiness? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's true. So I'll tell you, Jaren. So in my, in my view, not my view, I mean, with all the knowledge and experience and all the hours and the studies, we really know that, yes, it is true that lately, the happiness measure become very low and worldwide. And of course, COVID-19 did impact. But you know, the thing is that we want to notice and we notice is everyone was really distracted and they thought that they are happy. And then when life, it kind of uh, stopped little while and they looked to themselves and they thought that they are not happy. In my view, and there's many people that, I mean, big teachers that I learned from them, that happiness become as illusion. And why I'm saying that? My happiness map, for example, is different than yours. So there is no happy criteria as such. Even though that we were conditioned from our early age of what is for the formula of happiness going through the life cycle, yet we know this is not the total truth. So happy is about what is it in your blueprint, in your image, and what is your condition? Anything that is not aligned in your situation now with what you planned in your mind make you unhappy. I actually want to pause here because you said something so powerful. So what you're saying is like you were so into life, you were very distracted, you know, like uh, commuting to the work, running around. And then like 
we thought we were happy because we didn't have enough time to think about it. But now we stuck in our one bedroom apartment, right? <laughs> and have nothing to do. We are like, okay, you know, I'm not happy. Yeah. And more importantly, I don't know why I'm ha- unhappy. Yeah. And like you're saying is because I don't know my blueprint. Yeah. I love this, right? Like blueprints of happiness. Yeah. Then my qu- next question is, how do I know my blueprint of happiness? Where is this? <laughs> okay, so in the universal world, all of us as a human being, we have six needs. Regardless if we are in our first uh, stage of life, we are married, we are not, we are a student. There are six needs that we always take decisions to fulfill. And these six needs, when we meet them, then we will feel happy. So we need to check what are the needs that we are not fulfilling. Because if you have a need and you are not fulfilling, then then you will feel unhappy. And allow me if if I can explore into these six needs so the audience can really make a map for themselves as well. Please. We start um, with certainty. Certainty is a need. And certainty means that the assurance that you can avoid pain. It's a survivor mode. So there are many of us that we take decisions or we we map a blueprint in our brain that always fulfill the certainty need. Anytime that we feel uncertain of something, we feel unhappy. So the unhappiness that comes at that moment of time is not about the a rule of happiness. It means that my condition now is not aligned to the blueprint that I have in my mind. And that blueprint that I have in my mind is actually to fulfill any need and that certainty. And the other uh, need is variety. We call it uncertainty or variety, which again means that you like to have unknown, you like changes, you like new stimulation. So every time that you are in a place or in a role, or in a relationship that doesn't have a newness, you feel unhappy. It's not the relationship, it's the need that you have to fulfill that was not met. And that need is actually what you painted that picture in your brain. The third one is significant, is about feeling unique, feeling important, feeling special or needed. And if you are in a situation that you don't feel this, then you feel unhappy. So I'm not important or I'm not special or I'm not needed. So you feel the sadness. The fourth one is connection and love. It's the strong feeling of a closeness, a union with someone or something. And that's also a kind of image that you have in your brain that this is what I will make me happy. And if your condition or situation that is not aligned to that, you feel sad and unhappy. The fifth one is growth, the expansion of capacity, capability, understanding. And the sixth one is contribution, a sense of service and focus on helping, giving and supporting others. So these are the six needs that in our life and every time that you take decision, it will be fulfilling one of these needs. And if that situation that you are in is not really aligned with any of these needs or both of these needs or three of these needs, you will feel unhappy. So that's why we go back to happy or unhappy is a state of mind that you put yourself in because you already drew a picture or painted an image that that happiness means to me. 
And every person has different happiness. There's people that they have happiness of having their significant with the kids. That's happiness for them. If they are lonely, if they are single, then they don't feel happy. But that's in the same time, by the way, there's people that they don't want to have significant other. They don't want to, to have children and they are happy. So this is why I'm saying happiness is actually a state of mind that we created by ourselves. The big challenge here for every one of us is how can we ensure that we get our happiness from within and we don't look at it from an external factor. And this is where you master your life and you really get the happiness within you. And you don't wait for the external world to put you in a journey of happiness. You actually create your happiness by yourself. Am I, I, does I that make sense? <laughs> It makes a lot of sense. It's just like so, you know, like a shocking almost to kind of like listen you through and like reflecting back and thinking how true this is, right? Because for some people, they're looking for this adventure. And then like when they're stuck in this relationship, very stable, you know, like the, the same thing all the time and they're unhappy. And if they go to and ask a person, you know, like I'm unhappy and the person will say, are you mad? You know, like you're in a yeah, very good exactly. marriage. Yes. Everything is going well. What's wrong with you? But now it makes sense because you're telling that, you know, like we all have different blueprints and there's almost a DNA of our happiness. Yes. And it's unique. It's different. And I think I love this, you know, like it's very different than the, the traditional happiness feeling because we say, okay, you have a job. You have a relationship, uh, you get a car, you make money, tick, 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 you should be happy. Yes. But what you're saying here is not necessarily, no. not necessarily. I love this. Exactly. <laughs> then my next question becomes, okay, Rania, you're bringing the gems, but mm. I think the gems are bringing more questions. So okay. Go ahead. now I know this, right? Uh, <laughs> now I know I have like the six needs that I need to be aware and I need to understand what are my needs. Yes. So how can I understand this? How can I understand myself? So, you know, there, the, you can do a very small exercise and um, the exercise is uh, check your pattern. So on a daily basis, whenever you are taking decisions, because any decision, by the way, it will help you even to understand other needs. So if you see, for example, someone that they overdress and they overdo things for themselves, they are really trying to fulfill the significant need. If you see somebody that's very competitive, then again, it's significant need. So what happens is on a daily basis, I do really advise always my clients of that check your pattern. Every day we have many decisions that we take. These decisions, try to map them to which need you are trying to fulfill. And then you will check your pattern. When you check your pattern, you will know if you are in the physical needs more or in the spiritual needs more. Physical needs will come the ones that I mentioned earlier, certainty, variety, and significant. These are physical needs. This is where the mind the survivor, that the kind of negative thoughts may come, the saboteurs, I call them, because it's putting you in a comfort zone. The certainty putting you in comfort zone, the variety also not making you focus on your growth, the significant, it's all about me. So it's all mind survivor kind of physical needs. 
The other three, which are spiritual needs, and I say connection and heart can be, by the way, physical and can be spiritual. If the connection and love is linked to a certainty, so I'm going to marry because in the life cycle, we were conditioned since we are small, uh, young, that we have to marry, then I'm actually fulfilling the certainty need. I'm not fulfilling the growth and contribution. And connection and love, can be spiritual when you when you really link it to growth and contribution. That's why in relationship, you can see that people, I mean, partners who really thrive to grow and contribute, both of them, you feel that they are really very much aligned with everything that's happened in their life and they grow with each other. And if one of them is actually in the physical need more, which is about certain doesn't want to take risk, it's about me and all of that, then you will see the miss kind of uh, alignment between both of them. So what you need to do is you need to check the pattern of your decisions on a daily basis if from the morning of how you choose to go to work, of uh, how you choose your friends, uh, the career that you are in. If the career that you are in is about really securing the financial uh, freedom, then it's a certainty need. If the career that you are in is challenging, but it will grow you, then it's a growth need and this and so on. After you check your pattern, you will see how much of your decisions are fulfilling a physical need and how much of your decisions are fulfilling a spiritual needs. And it's according to where you want to go in life. And the ultimate happiness, Jaren, and this is not me saying that, it's statistically proven, it's the highest happiness is when you contribute. The happiness of giving more than taking. That's the ultimate one, which no one can deny. But it depends in which stage you grew up to be at that level of contribution. That's the highest. If you look at the people who really devote their life to really contribute. So I can talk with you about the entrepreneurs, if you want to talk about the, the Tesla uh, uh, leader, I mean, or the Facebook guy or Steve Jobs, you could see in their biography and how the history of their work and career, it was really about contribution and growth. It was about what is the cause that they believe in very, very uh, well, and they devoted their time to really achieve that. None of them was really thinking about, okay, I want to be the first in one, two, three, if you read their history. None of them is, was about, um, I want to be certain, or I want to have this and this and this. It was really about connecting people together, growing and contributing to a cause. Yes, amazing. Yeah. How did I come that stage, right? I'm reflecting back if I have, like, is it, I'm just trying to think about my journey as well. Mm. If I have, like, a burning platform, let's say, you know, like, I didn't have enough attention growing up and now I need this. I need to be significant. I need to feel important. And how can I kind of like uh, change from this stage to the stage that I'm more focused on the growth, you know, like I'm saying, I need to grow. I need to help others, contribute to others, contribute to myself. So how does this journey look like? Because I think you summarized amazingly, right? Like saying that you have a burning platform, your needs, if you're not living accordingly, you will be unhappy. Yeah. But at the same time, there is this, you know, higher happiness. We know it's lies towards the growth and contribution. Yeah. How can I move from this, you know, like a very almost immature stage of my physical needs and fulfill them to kind of like move to a higher stage? How does the journey look like? 
Okay, so as long as you acknowledge this, then that's a very big step that you are taking into really uh, owning uh, your life. It's the most important thing to understand that all what happens in life happens for you, not to you. And this is the difference. So whatever happened in our early age up to now made us who we are now. So yes, maybe we were, I was, I was like raised without parents almost. My mother died. I was very young. At that time, I had choices to make. And this is what I want to tell you about how to be happy or unhappy. The choices is either I would blame the universe of losing my mom and I victimize myself and move the power from myself. Or the second one would be it changing the image in my brain of like happiness is having the mom in my life because that will not help me. I will stay in the suffering and I will not move forward. Or I change the situation that I'm in. So why I'm telling you that? All of us, there is no one that did not go through challenges in life. No one. And what, what's the difference between people that really suffered and people really kind of grew and flourish? The difference is the people that suffered, they removed the power from them. And they said that life happens to me, which means that this happened to me. They put themselves victims. And the people who really took the experience and they attached the emotion that happened at that moment of time. And we can do exercise for that to make you see that happiness and suffer is a state of mind. And they took the experience and they attached the emotion and that experience helped them to grow to who they are now. So I know I, I, I'm told in my coaching that I sometimes motherhood more. And I know that and I'm happy with that. Even though that I don't know what motherhood is, usually the, you, your weakest area in your life if you focus on, become the strongest area of your life. And I'm not suggesting that people need to work on their weakness. No, I'm suggesting that people, if there's a pain in their life, that pain is to teach you something. And if you take the learning and de-attach the suffer, because again, pain is a fact, suffer is a state of mind. So if you remove the state of mind of suffer and you learn from that pain, you grow yourself to who you become and you become the strongest in that area. I actually love the kind of like the relationship, right? Like also reflecting back myself. So maybe just to give an example and you let me know whether I'm on the right track. So yeah. what we are saying is, let's say I grew up in a family that I didn't get enough attention. I kind of like neglected mm. and I always have this tendency to show myself. Yeah. I want to feel that I'm important. I want to feel that I'm lovable. I want to be the center of attention because I don't have enough attention. Yeah. So what you're saying is like the first step is accept this. Yes. It is what it is. Yes. And the second step is understand where this is coming from. Yes. Exactly. And then the third step, and I think this is where kind of like the mind-blowing movement to start, <laughs> you're saying is to kind of like say, you know what? This is not who I am. It just happened to me, fine, you know, somehow they didn't pay attention. for me. You know, yes. I love this, Tony Robbins says that, and I love it with him. Whenever we change one word, life happens for us. It means that life happens for us to grow. 
the moment that we say ha life happens to us, we are we are we are removing the power from ourselves. So yes, it happens. Uh, I for love you. this. Yes, it happens for you to grow. Exactly. I love this. And you're saying, okay, I reject that life happened to me. Yes. I go for life happens for me. Exactly. And then from now on, I became the kind of like the major actress in the movie, right? I'm not yes. the kind of like the side one trying to get attention. Exactly. And if, if I'm the major actress, I don't need an attention anymore. Exactly. Anyways, <laughs> I'm the major one. I love this. <laughs> yes. But I think it's a great journey, but I assume that it's kind of like hard as well, right? And especially given that, um, unfortunately, I wish everyone would have an opportunity to work with you. Everyone will not have a coach like you. Um, what are kind of like a small tips that you can recommend? You know, like I think one thing that you said is, you know, following your patterns, understand who you are. What else we can do kind of like, you know, to get this from this moment and like, see our this burning platforms and change it accordingly what are the things that we can do what are the small steps that you can recommend okay i would say uh, we can do exercise and i can give you steps so which one you prefer let's do an exercise and maybe <laughs> let's do steps as well let's combine <laughs> okay <laughs> okay let's do this exercise together and the audience can do it while they are listening to us and i will ask you to please close your eyes okay and I'll do that with you. And I want you to start, and this is, I'm giving a tips of physical activity that help us to change our mindsets. What I want you to do is close your eyes and start breathing in. And while you are breathing in, I want you to think of all the blessings that God gave us in this life, light, energy, happiness, freedom, joy, all these words that are coming while you are inhaling and connecting to your heart. Breathe in deeply and take that for five times. And while you are exhaling, exhale any sadness, doubt, or fear and surrender. And let's do that five times by inhaling all the possibility, opportunities, and positiveness in life and exhale any sadness, pain. And I want you to start imagining going back in time where you were living your full power. A time when your spine, arms, and fingertips were tangling with excitement. A time when you did not care what anyone thought of you. I want you to breathe in that energy. You were absolutely alive. You feel you have the full power, your energy, your happiness, everything is with you. That moment of time, I want you to breathe it in. And I want you to think about the feeling that you have while you are entering to that journey of that moment of time when you felt your full power, you were absolutely alive. And now I want to ask you, what state of mind you are in? Peaceful. Peaceful. But Grateful. Yes. And that makes you and happy. Exactly. Yes. So, very happy. So this is, this is, you are really stepping into yourself and going to the happy state of mind. 
And this is what we can do every time that we feel sad, we feel upset, we feel pain, we feel lonely, is really start to visualize a happy moment and breathe it in inside us. This is how you can change your state of mind. Now I'm giving you the physical and then we will go for the steps when we want actually to change a reality that's happening. I love this. You know, like it reminds me, uh, one of my friends, she used to have this chocolate happiness in mm. her fridge. So every time she used to feel unhappy, she used to have this chocolate, you know? <laughs> yeah, by the I way, think- because she anchored happiness to chocolate. So she, when she is a, a chocolate, she feel happy when because she anchored it. Yes. Yes, and now I think that we found the, the chocolate of the mind, right? We have those memories. Yes. That we can go, exactly. open the fridge, yes. get a piece, yeah. and be happy. Yeah, you know, when they say emotional eater, it's about really they they eat because of an emotion to feel. Everything we do in life, Jaren, is for an emotion that we want to feel, right? Rania, you're, you're just open opening so many doors <laughs> in my brain right now. <laughs> and hopefully like same for others, I'm sure. So this, you said this was the physical one. Like how about the other few tips that you can share with people, you know, yeah. like they so can the practice other in their, one, their life. Yeah. So other one is really looking at the condition that we are in if we are not happy. First, we need to examine what is it that we are not happy with? Because again, Now, if you ask people around you what you are not happy with, they will list for you 10 things. And when you ask them what you are happy with or what do you want to be happy, they freeze. Because usually our mind takes us off the survivor mode and our heart takes us to a thriving mode and we use our mind more than our heart. It it is a very wrong uh, uh, myth that people, most people uh, kind of uh, follow. So what needs to be done is, for example, I'm in a condition that I'm really not happy with. I need to ask myself, what is it that I'm not happy with really? That question is, and and again, if you ask yourself why I'm not happy, you will go to the feeling. If you ask yourself what I am not happy with, you will go to the mind. So at that moment of time of what, if you are unhappy, you go to the mind what I'm not happy with, because the mind is telling you, not your heart. And then if the situation is about, for example, uh, I'm not happy with uh, my relationship, for example, you go to the blueprint in your image, the expectation, the image, the blueprint that you have, what is relationship in your brain is. Maybe it's certainty, maybe it's significant that your, your, your partner has to always say you and you and you, so you feel that tension. So you need to look at this and then really look at it and analyze it. Is that really what you want from the relationship? You need to ask yourself, because most of the time, Jaren, most of the time, when we dig deep on what's the need, you will find that is a false need that is followed by a limiting belief that has been grown with you from your childhood that make you think that this is the right way to have one, two, three. Now, what choices you have? And this is where people, they are different. And this is where I'll tell you, there's people that they really grew with anything bad that happens in their life or people, they actually dismiss their life because of that. It's the choices that they take. 
So there's one choice, which is this has happened to me. He did that to me. He did this. I expected that, but he did this, blah, blah, blah. So you are actually looking at the image and the condition is not aligned to image and you go to that blaming game, which actually will not, you will not go anywhere. You will hit the wall in that. The second choice is really analyze this image, the blueprint. Is that really what you want? Is it a core need? Is it something that uh, actually built from your values? Because your needs will have value based, by the way. So is it built with these needs? Is it aligned to where I want to be in life? Or I'm looking for really surface of things. Like, uh, for example, my partner have uh, bad habits or he doesn't really communicate much with me and I like communication. It's the significant. But is that exactly what does it matter for me to grow in this relationship for future? So you start questioning. When you question, you will know if, if what you have belief system is a limiting belief or empowering belief. If it is for the growth of the relationship and for future, then it's empowering belief. If not, it's a limiting belief. And this is maybe we will have it in another discussion. You change that image. But if that image is a certain thing that you want in your life and you are not ready to give up on that, then you need to change the condition, which means that you will become a part of that person. You have three choices. And these three uh, choices, I, eh, tell me. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and these three choices are according to the need and the journey map that you drew to yourself and you want in your life. I think like every moment you talk, right? It just, as I told you, like opens deep rooms in my brain. So <laughs> maybe like people who are listening, right? Like I've been in this position before and now listening to you, I'm reflecting back and asking questions to myself as well. So most of the time, for example, in relationships, we ended up the situation, either we complain, they are calling us so much, right? Mm -hmm. Too much. Mm -mm -mm. And like... Or it's, it's a kind of like a variety, right? The need of variety, like it's become so constant. So every time you call me, it's nothing new. So I want this, you know, like a change yeah. or like they call us very little. So we kind of like not fulfilling our significant need. Yes. But you're asking a very good question. You're saying like, take a step back and ask yourself, like, what is this need? Is it real? Like, yes, exactly. is it a real need? Yeah. Or is it something that I need to fix? about myself to start with. Yes. It's not about the relationship. It's about me. It's always about and us, by the way. It was never about the relationship. It is so always true. about us. So true. Mm. So true. But with what you were saying, maybe like take a step back. I like it. So you were saying it's always about us mm. and deciding whether this is something that you need to change. So it's a limiting belief yeah. or this is something about your core values. So you need to follow. Yes, exactly. It's eye-opening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy I'm with you on this uh, podcast. <laughs> same, same here. I think like uh, hopefully like people benefited as much as we did. But do you have any other tip with, before we summarize all this amazing uh, information and knowledge that you shared? <laughs> I think this is a, a lot of information. So let's, let's leave it here. I want to say, Jaren, that how much you are saying that you were inspired by me, I was inspired by you. I, I remember that I always told you that 
you always surprise me how you step out of your comfort zone and go for what is it to grow. And this is fulfilling, by the way, the growth and the contribution. So you are in your spiritual uh, needs, which I love and I admire. And you know how many times that I said I want to do podcasts and I did not do. And I'm so happy that you took that step and you took me out of my comfort zone. And we are in that podcast together. <laughs> Amazing. One step towards happiness. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, a great way to, I think, end this uh, podcast. Rania, I think all the information and knowledge you provided is just like mind blowing and reminds me how lucky I am to have you in my life. But for the ones who are not that lucky, I think uh, we did this podcast as a gift for them because yeah. I think you're a gem. You're definitely a gem and all the knowledge is as precious as like a diamond. So hopefully they will benefit from it. But I think especially after conversation about the relationships, we will probably need another one. Of but, course. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm all yours, Habibti, uh, anytime. Of course. Amazing. Amazing. So for the ones who actually wanted to follow Rania, Rania already has an Instagram account and website and she provides executive and <laughs> leadership coaching. I'm very lucky to be one of the people who work with her. Uh, get in touch, know her, check out her website, check her videos and get your daily dose of inspiration. Thank you, Rania. Thank you, Jaren. Thank you very much. And very good luck for all, all what you are doing for others. Thank you very much. Hopefully together. Thank you very much.